Welcome to The Gone Show, the show where my guests and I explore anything and anyone that is now gone or might as well be. Is it art? Is it math? Where do those stairs go? You guessed it. We'll be discussing one M.C. Escher. And now, joining the world and beyond from the Gone Show studio in the American Midwest, the host of the Gone Show, Bannon Backus. Welcome to the Gone Show. Good evening. With me tonight is Jay Stewart, who is a brain in a jar. Uh, Good evening. John Mad Jack Mitten, who passed away in the United Kingdom in 1834 and now manifests himself as an oversized mouth and mustache. Prisoned. And Stanislaw Kapustin, a cosmonaut who was also a member of a still-classified project of the Soviet space program. On behalf of Mother Russia and myself, hello. And how have you been, Stanislaw? Stanislaw Kapustin has been better. Uh, what's the matter, Stanislaw? Did someone tell you that Ushankas look ridiculous? The other day, Stanislaw Kapustin's pet guinea pig, Sputnik, was injured during re-entry into Earth atmosphere. Oh no, I'm sorry. H- how is he doing? Stanislaw Kapustin is happy to report that Sputnik's pride is more damaged than his body. Bear with me while I play catch-up, but am I to understand that you took your pet guinea pig with you on a mission into outer space? Yes. Just checking. Sputnik is at home in outer space. He was born on space station Mir as part of a scientific experiment related to longevity. He is now 27 years young and full of life. Uh, how was he injured? Stanislaw Kapustin was preparing for re-entry aboard an experimental spacecraft when the primary navigation panel burst into flames and sparks showered the cabin like a victory de celebration. They managed to safely land the craft, but the fire burned off a significant portion of Sputnik's fur. But he'll be okay? Sputnik is expected to recover fully. The best Russian veterinarians are involved in the regrowth of his fur. They expect it to be even softer and fuller than it was originally. Well, send him our best. Yes, do give our regards to the patchy little ball of squandered resources. Now, moving on. Tonight we'll be talking about a graphic artist the world lost 45 years ago. He is most famous for what are known as impossible constructions, with perhaps the most well-known being his 1953 lithograph print, Relativity. Of course, I'm speaking of the artist Maurits Cornelis Escher, or simply M.C. Escher. Uh, Now, you mentioned relativity. Is that the painting with all of those escalators going in different directions, upside down and sideways? So it's actually a lithograph print, and the consensus is that they're stairs, not escalators, but yes, that's the one. I think I once received a calendar with pictures of his work for my birthday. Relativity was June, if I remember correctly. Stanislaw Kapustin must admit, I believed his name to be Mick Escher. I thought he was Scottish. Nope, he was born 1898 in the Netherlands. 
Your thing is making a sound. Hello, caller. You're on The Gone Show. Yeah, am I talking to Bannon Buckhouse? I suppose I've answered to worse. Yes, this is Bannon. Who's calling, please? Yeah, this is Marv Spoonlicker, sole proprietor of Spoonlicker Construction. And I was told that you're talking about M.C. Escher on your uh, little show there. The security for the production of this shoe really is top-notch, isn't it, Mr. Buckhouse? Sorry, Marv, I didn't quite catch that. I'm a little distracted. I thought I saw a floating sphincter. Listen, are you talking about M.C. Escher or not? Yeah, we're talking about Mauritz Cornelis Escher. And why does that concern you, Marv? It concerns me because I want to make sure that you inform your listeners of what a lying huckster that goddamn Dutch doodler was. Now wait a minute, what are you talking about? What am I talking about? I'm a contractor, okay? A contractor. Do you have any idea what that means? That you're speaking to us in the middle of a two-hour lunch? What was that? Nothing. As I was saying, I'm a contractor. I make wood my bitch. I make wood my bitch, and the only things I need to do that are coffee, a hammer and nails, and beer. In that order. What, no saw? I bite two-by-fours in half, with my teeth. How about that, smartass? So where are you going with this, Marv? I'd like to know before I hang up. Oh, okay. Well, I'll get right to the point, Nancy. Do you know how many times I've walked onto a job site, only for the owner to ask me, Can you build the stairs so that they're upside down and sideways, like in that one picture? Do you know how many times I've had to explain to people that they wouldn't be able to use stairs like that? Do you have any idea of the kind of failure that makes me look like? Well, Marv, thank you for that, but I should probably let you go. The nurse is probably looking for you to administer your colonic, okay? Are you calling me crazy? You son of a bitch. Nobody calls me crazy. I'm going to build a gazebo and drop it on you, you little shit. Okay, remember, measure twice and cut yourself as much as possible, okay, Marv? Go to hell. Okay, bye, Marv. I hope you find Bob Vila in bed with your wife and a wood screw. The name Bob Vila sounds familiar to Stiny Slokopustin. Is he a handsy man? Oh, look, it's break time. We'll be right back. Do you have a cat? Of course you do. Do you love it? Of course you do. Do you often find yourself being traumatized by it? Of course you do. My name is Dr. James Davis. I am not a pet counselor, but I am a pet owner counselor. And I specialize in working with those who live with a house cat. The house cat, or Felis catus is loved by millions and millions worldwide, and that is why people are often surprised to learn that house cats are responsible for more trauma than any other aspect of human existence. Murder, mayhem, madness, and more can be directly linked to the house cat. Bottom line, the house cat is more aggressive than the Cape Buffalo, more deadly than the Brazilian Wandering Spider, and more devious than Vlad the Impaler. After educating my patients on the dangers of house cat ownership, many of them decide to find their pets other homes with people who they don't like. 
but some house cat owners are so pinned down by the psychopathic and sociopathic claws of these animals that they cannot walk away from their captors. The psychological term is Stockholm Syndrome, and for those suffering from this kind of continued captivity, I am able to provide them with the emotional and rational tools necessary to maximize their odds of survival. If you or a loved one are caught in the mouse trap of house cat ownership, schedule a free consultation with me, Dr. James Davis, by visiting my website entitled Evil Feline Prison Today. One of the most important things in life is relationships. And when you hear the word relationships, it's easy to start thinking about your father, your mother, your spouse. But it's also important to remember one of the most important relationships ever to arise from time and civilization, that of fishing buddies. Any sociologist, counselor, or other relationship expert worth his or her salt will tell you that the relationship between fishing buddies transcends all others. Why? No one knows for certain. Some maintain that the answer lies with how the human brain reacts to being surrounded by water while positioned above fiberglass. Others maintain that the answer is tied to the effect that psychic signals transmitted by fish in distress have upon the human body. Regardless of the reason, we believe that everyone deserves a fishing buddy, and that's why we here at Fishing Buddy Finder are committed to finding you a fishing buddy in your area today. Visit Fishing Buddy Finder online and register by completing a simple questionnaire that will allow us to match you with your future fishing buddy. We guarantee that this person will be Local to you and will share enough of your common interests to make it totally unimportant whether the fish are biting. Register today and included with your $109.95 one-time registration fee, you'll receive a free fishing buddy finder drink koozie at no additional charge. To paraphrase John Dunn, no person is an island, and it can get awfully lonely in front of that outboard motor, so give yourself the biological and spiritual connection necessary for total contentment in your life. Join Fishing Buddy Finder today and update your way messages to Gone Fishing tomorrow. Welcome back to the Gone Show. Welcome back. Tonight on The Gone Show, I'm joined by Jay Stewart, John Mitten, and Stanislaw Kapustin, and we're discussing M.C. Escher. What was that nutter's name again? Marv Spoonlicker is what he said. I must say, as much as I dislike conflict, I'm very impressed by the way in which you conducted yourself in that exchange. Thanks, I feel like a winner. Yes, you just went two to two with one of those plaid-wearing sawdust monkeys and walked away, in my opinion, the victor. So, congratulations. Thanks, I feel like a winner. Cheers. Back to MC Escher, though. Something we haven't discussed in depth is the connection between Escher's work and mathematics. 
Much of his work has that connection, and one example of this relationship can be seen early in his artistic career when he began exploring tessellation. Tessellation. Is that the process by which a string is added to the top of a cap? No, if that process had a name, it would probably be tessellation. We're talking about something called tessellation, which, according to my research, is the tiling of a surface with geometric shapes that results in no gaps and no overlapping of the shapes. Uh, That sounds very complex. Just think of the tiles in the bathroom at Baikonur Cosmodrome. Okay. Or the tiles in most any bathroom. Okay. So, these interlocking shapes of his earned him some acclaim in the world of maths? Correct. Some of Escher's work also explores mathematics with ideas related to perpetual motion, non-Euclidean geometry, infinity, and other such features. This is all needlessly complex, though, isn't it? How so? Shouldn't art sometimes expand one's consciousness? All that I'm asking is what's wrong with an artist just drawing a picture of something like a naked woman sitting on a mushroom? Uh, nothing. It's just that if Escher drew something like that, he might have explored a triangle on one of the woman's breasts having interior angles that added up to more than 180 degrees. I didn't think it possible, but I have a headache. Well, lucky for you, we're at the point where we can begin to wrap things up. Uh, Jay, do you have any thoughts on MC Escher you'd like to share before we end tonight's show? I'm not very familiar with Escher's work, but on the first Monday of every month, when I turned the page on that calendar, I remember thinking that what I saw was interesting. So MC is fine in my book. Thanks, Jay. John? Leave maths out of art. Give me women sitting on mushrooms, and I guarantee you I'm not alone in that thought. Thanks, John, ever the art critic. Stanislaw? Stanislaw Kapustin appreciates the art of M.C. Escher. He's a cosmonaut. I am at home with concepts like infinity. If I was not, the never-ending blackness of space would make me feel as disoriented as a tourist riding Moscow Metro. And there you have it. I'd like to thank my guests and listeners for joining this exploration of M.C. Escher, an artist who reminds us to take the stairs whenever possible and impossible. And, of course, we'll be wishing for a speedy recovery for Sputnik. On behalf of Mother Russia, myself and Sputnik, thank you. Yes, I hope he gets better in a furry. Dear... Good evening and good gone. The Gone Show was produced, created, performed, and written by Bannon Backus. The Gone Show is a presentation of BoomTube, B-O-O-M-T-O-O-B. All rights are reserved. Visit BoomTube online at BoomTube.com and Facebook.com slash BoomTube Network. 